Hi, my name is Adana Hugh Baker with Money Avenue, and you are listening to the Fearless Investor Podcast with my good friend, Kyle Stanley. Keep listening to learn how to conquer the world of investing. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast. You're listening to me, Kyle Stanley. Cannot wait for this, uh, this conversation with A. Donahue Baker coming out of New Jersey today. He's with Money Ave, which is a revolutionary app. I cannot wait for you to hear about all the things they can help you to do with both your real estate education and also building up business credit and building up uh, just a, a, a knowledge bank of what to do with uh, anything in the real estate industry. This is such a cool thing. And uh, Donahue has tons of energy. He's got a ton of passion about this. He's a former CPA. So he's going to give you really tangible ideas of what you can do with LLCs, what you can do uh, for your taxes. And um, again, he's going to talk a little bit more about the Money Av app. Before we get into it with Donahue, let's get to our sponsors thanking them. And that is going to be with uh, Mark Simpson over at Boostly. He says, hey, listen up in case you didn't know. It's 2021. Things are changing in the short-term rentals industry. And uh, host, you can't keep relying on Airbnb or VRBO to book all of your business. You have to start booking directly with your customer. And how do you do this? It's pretty simple. You just get a WordPress website and you make a site yourself. Sounds easy, right? No, it doesn't sound easy. <laughs> Making a website can be a lot of time and a lot of effort, but that's where Boostly comes in. They are the best in the business for website design. They do it all on WordPress and they uh, will basically design everything for you so you don't have to even worry about it. It sounds expensive, right? Well, it's actually not. It's $99 is where we start at. doesn't matter if you're at one unit or 100 units. And my good friend Mark Simpson tells me that because of all the trainings, because of all the tools, because of all the resources that you'll have, it's guaranteed to get you direct bookings or your money back. And so all you got to do, go right to this link and book a call with Mark's team. It is Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash fearless. And Mark says your future business will thank you for it. Again, Boostly.co.uk forward slash fearless. All right, let's get to it now with A. Donahue Baker and the Money Av app. Hey, everyone, welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast, and we have A. Donahue Baker with Money Avenue coming in from New Jersey. Hey, Donahue, how you doing, man? Thanks for being on. Thanks, Kyle. Really appreciate it. Excited to be on your, your platform and uh, really looking forward to this. Awesome. Digging that hat too, man. It looks like a, a nice day over in Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually about, about to be somewhere that's really tropical. I'm going to Antigua in a couple days. Wow. So I'm getting ready. So I got my hat ready and everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just got back from Costa Rica myself. So I, I, oh, I wow. guess I'm, yeah, I, I oh, need to beautiful. turn back the clock and wear that hat there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, Hey, let, let's get into it. Uh, right away. Craziest, wildest, funniest real estate investing story. What would you got for our audience? 
Oh man, well my 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 craziest experience definitely has to been be the acquisition of a hundred unit apartment complex. Uh, my very first really uh, big big deal. I actually uh, submitted the LOI and I had no idea how I was gonna bring this thing across the finish line. So to me it was just crazy, but it worked, right? It actually worked, and it shows that you have to really push the boundaries of your real estate investing. So uh, that that was just a, a great harrowing experience for me that allowed me to subsequently get more and more deals. Yeah. And now you're over like what, 500 today? Yeah, I'm over 500 units and uh, focusing on apartment buildings and, and things that just bring in residual income. And even through COVID, um, I thought my plan was, oh, we're going through the pandemic, real estate prices are going to fall and there's going to be lots of opportunities. It hasn't really happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> At least in my market. <laughs> Right. So. Yeah, I, I think we all kind of expected that. I mean, at least the the realists of us thought that, you know, there was a lot of people yeah. out there that were like, no, it's not going to affect real estate. We all kind of thought they were crazy, but they, it turns out they were right. So, yeah. Uh, but hey, man, well, so what, what got you into real estate? Let's go back to the beginning. Uh, what were you doing before you got into sure. uh, investing? Yeah. So before that, I was in corporate America. I was a CPA. I'm still a CPA, actually. And uh, I had a practice, thriving practice. But the problem was I worked like 80-hour work weeks, mm. right? Especially during the tax season. It was really, really difficult. But I set out to, to really just build this passive income stream. The very first unit I purchased was a duplex. I lived in one side, rented out the other. And just that additional income allowed me to really spend all the, the W-2 income that I really worked hard for. And every year, I just set out to double the number of units that I had, and and it led to this, you know, this separate income stream that was really more than the, the income that I earned going to work every single day. So uh, that is that's really how how it started. And then I just set out a goal to just say, you know what, I don't want to work anymore because I'm actually making more money passively than I am actively. And then it led me to leaving corporate America totally. That's, that's awesome. And so you're still a CPA today, just uh, by name, or are you still practicing? No, I don't practice anymore, yeah. but I, I use and I really uh, give a lot of value to tax strategies. Because Great. one of the things that I realized is that, you know, it's one thing to get money, the other thing to keep it. And if you're not aware of the tax strategies, and how you shield uh, income, uh, you know, you're going to be behind the eight ball. And two things that I really, really learned through that process is that our tax code is really built for landowners, people that are in real estate, and also entrepreneurs, right? Mm. So if you fall in one of those two buckets, there's lots of, of avenues for you to shield the income that you make from the IRS or, or, or the government, right? And uh, people hear the story like Amazon made a billion dollars last year, but they paid zero in taxes. Well, you know, it's, it's knowing the tax code and I'm sure they have some of the best accounts in the country to, to work for them. And, you know, I've been able to use those techniques in my business and chill my, my, my businesses from paying exorbitant taxes. Yeah. You know, I, I think we hear that all the time, right. You know, like, Oh, get into real estate and it, it's, it's a great way to be able to help you with your taxes. Um, since you are a CPA, is there a way that you can just like paint that picture for people um, and help them understand like, here's why like here's here if you just had a w-2 job and no real estate here's what you're paying but with a w-2 job or being a real estate investor like here's the difference is there any way to simply paint that picture sure i tell people like this when you have a w-2 when you have a job when you have w-2 income you have to pay 
uh, uh, state taxes, you have to pay employment taxes, you have to pay FICA. I don't know, it's, it's different in every state, but there's a number of state taxes that just come out of that income. When you have a business or when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a real estate, that money comes in tax-free. Now, you still owe taxes on it, but what you're able to do is deduct because the expenses associated with that money, you're able to deduct a lot. So prime example that I tell people is every typical business should have about, or every typical person should have about four accounts, right? Now, for the first account is whatever income you have coming in goes into what we call a holding account. Just a regular LLC account should come into the holding account. Then the first thing you should do is have a personal account, pay yourself out of that account, and that's, that's one way in which you can kind of shield some, some tax revenue, right? Pay yourself out of that holding account. Then you should have a tax account, which you put aside some money for taxes. Then you should have an operating account. And at the end of the year, all your expenses should come out of that operating account. At the end of the year, you just basically do a printout and hand it over to your CPA or your tax professional, and you have a tremendous amount of tax write-offs. Right, so it's how it could be the same revenue. So if you're an independent contractor and you can work out a situation with your boss and say, "Pay me through the LLC," you know that's one way you can shield yourself from uh, getting typical tax being being deducted the typical typical fashion that, that that employees have. But the downside is health insurance. Right, you still have mm, to yeah, uh, right. a lot of you still won't have health insurance if you're an independent contractor, things like that. So it's a give and take and you kind of have to do the best strategy that works for you and your family. That's cool. I, I like it. Well, you know, and that's, that's one of the things about uh, building wealth, right, is, is learning the tax game and being able to mm -hmm. save money. Um, but one of the things that we are going to talk about today that I, I love, we already mentioned it, you have over 500 units, uh, is playing the offense game and adding income, adding assets. How in the world, you know, go back to when you had zero assets, zero doors. Um, what what was attracting you to uh, apartment buildings? One of the things, uh, like I said, the very first apartment building was a duplex. It was, you know, live in one side, rent out the other. One of the things that drew, drew me to that was that I can live the rent-free lifestyle, right? It's basically saying that most Americans, their number one expense is either a mortgage or a rent. And if I can eliminate that, it would really allow me to, to, to invest a lot of uh, my resources into things that I really loved. And at the time, um, you know, just, just having that income to live the rent-free lifestyle led me to even invest in more and more real estate. So it's a mindset to say, well, you know, there's, there, real estate does, is not a risk-free investment. But the idea is to make an investment into something that is tangible. We know that they're not creating any more real estate. It makes sense more so than the stock market or other things like that. I just believed in real estate. And I saw it because my, my parents, you know, they bought a home. And I know that inflationary effect. They bought a home for $40,000. The home that they bought for $40,000 in like the 70s, we don't own it anymore but it's worth almost a million dollars. And uh, yeah. that's just to, you know, that's a single family home. It's just going through a, a neighborhood in Bergen County, which Bergen County, New Jersey is one of the wealthiest counties really in the country at one point, you know? So um, I learned, it was a valuable lesson to learn and I, and I wanted to be a part of that. 
That's awesome. Okay. So you get this first duplex, you live in it, it pays for your rent. What happens after that? Um, like I said before, my goal was to double the number of units every single yeah. year. And the philosophy behind that was if I just purchase one unit every single year or one new project every single year, I would always make more money this year than I did last. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the next year after uh, I got the duplex, I purchased a four unit and that was straight investment, conventional loan. Uh, I put that in my name, which I don't do anymore. I purchased everything through an LLC now, but uh, that was something that, you know, I did. And then the next year after that, I tried to get an eight unit, but they didn't have a lot of eight units in the area. So I purchased a six unit instead. And, you know, I just tried to double each and every year. But when I learned something really, really important during that process, the first five or six properties you could put in your name, but it becomes increasingly difficult Right. to acquire more assets under your personal name. And I, I had to get creative to, to really get those bigger assets, the 10 unit, the 20 unit uh, buildings. And that's when I really discovered the power of an LLC and how important an LLC is and how you should leverage it. And understanding that an LLC being that it's a completely separate legal entity, you can establish credit under that LLC that you can leverage the same way you can leverage your personal credit profile to get loans. If your LLC has income, you can do the exact same thing. That's and awesome. I didn't know that at first. <laughs> yeah. Well, and can you talk about some of those benefits? I mean, you know, when you say building up credit, um, you know, how long does that take? What, what kind of ways have you used that now that you have that credit? Sure. So one of the, one of the things that I did was, um, and one of the tricks of the trade was there's no cap. There's no limit on the number of LLCs that you can have. I, uh, a lot of times when I talk, I, I like to give the example of people that, you know, people can recognize and, and know. One of, everyone knows who Donald Trump is, right? So not to be political, but Donald Trump has over 500 LLCs. And the reason why he has over 500 LLCs is because he understands the, the concept of, of a separate legal entity. And then he also understands the power of leveraging a separate legal entity to get more assets or to acquire capital, right? So that same principle, which is something that I learned working at a family office uh, is what I use in my business. It's understanding the sovereignty of the LLC. And then, you know, with our bank, even with Money Avenue, we give every LLC at least $50,000 of business credit that is not attached to their personal credit profile. Why is that important? Because most businesses, you can prove a concept of the business for at least $50,000. So our idea is to go out, create more entrepreneurs, create more individuals jumping into real estate by, by using that threshold, the $50,000 threshold, and, and, and spur growth. And to me, that's one of the ways in which you build generational wealth, is that you have to be able to understand that concept and apply it. And no better way to do it than to set up an LLC and leverage it because if it fails and 90% of new businesses fail, um, you don't want to, you don't want to damage your personal credit profile. You don't want to wreck your family income structure. So to me, that's the safe way to leverage, right? And in real estate, we know bad things happen all the time. So it's so important that you have some line, some clear legal line of demarcation between your personal assets, the home you live in, 
and your investment properties and, and how you can build wealth that way. That's awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot, lot of great information right there. I think one of the things that's coming to mind for me is most of the time I hear people, you know, they start an LLC and it's, they're saying it takes two years to build up that credit. Um, is that what you're seeing too, or is, is there ways around that? No, we, we really, it's average. So it takes about six months okay. to really build up the credit. But ultimately, how you can jump the line is if you have revenue. Your business has revenue. And, and this is applicable to not just real estate, but also to any other business that, that you know, any other entrepreneurial endeavor that you may have. But the idea is um, real estate is one of those businesses that you, you pretty much have to be mature if you're looking to get financing solely as a real estate business, right? You, you pretty much have to own some assets because those assets are going to be collateralized. Mm -hmm. And newbies will find it very difficult. So my advice to newbies is this start in a business that is not related to real estate, you're going to find it's much easier to get financing, funding, and, and make uh, build out your business credit if it's not a real estate-related venture. And if you do it that way, you can, you can get acquire some capital, get funding through that venture, and then own real estate, use, that, use the funds for that business to, to own real estate under a separate LLC or LLC that is affiliated. The structure would be like this. We talked earlier about the holding company. You can have one LLC and then have a subsidiary of that LLC own the real estate. Okay. That's so one more time. You have the 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 main LLC and then you have a subsidiary LLC. And what what, it, what exactly is the benefit of that? All right. So the benefit is this the, the holding company, the 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 initially we had the example of where the money comes into. The way that I tell my clients to structure it is the money comes into that LLC, that holding company. It's mm -hmm. not public facing. So typically a, a, somebody that uh, is looking to sue you or is looking to do a search to see your assets might not find that LLC, but the subsidiary of that LLC could be public facing. And that's the LLC that can hold real estate. Now, the holding company being that it doesn't have to, it's a holding company, right? So technically it just holds assets. It just receives checks. It could be affiliated with whatever business you choose it to be, right? So you can get funding more easily under that LLC mm. versus if you had an LLC that just did real estate, right? Because if you had an LLC that just did real estate and you have no assets, the banks and the financial institutions would consider that risky. Got it. Okay. That's good to know. That's good to know. So man, yeah, this, this is really cool stuff. I, I think um, where my mind is at right now is how, how did you use this for getting to the 500 units? Like what was the, the main uh, advantage of, of having the LLC set up like this to be able to, to multiply your units? All right. So I'll show you one of the things that I told you that very first hundred unit apartment building that uh, that I did really, it was out of my comfort zone at the time, right? Because I, that was the first, I would say, major asset that I acquired. One of the things that I had to do is I had to raise a million dollars in about 30 days. And yeah. because I had LLCs that I had built up their business credit and I had multiple ones, I had about maybe 20 to 30 LLCs doing different ventures right? 
because I was able to do that, I had a number of entities I was able to pull some liquidity from, which allowed me to raise that money to put down a million dollars to acquire a hundred unit apartment complex. That's awesome. Okay. So what, what about um, funding from, you know, hard money or private money? Did you do any of that? I've done that. Uh, but hard money is expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I feel that, you know, I've, I've been always been a person that's been creative in terms of the financing realm. I would much rather, uh, pull business credit, get a line of credit and use that, pay that down. And I still would have access to that line of credit. So my strategy was, um, instead of using hard money in which you have to reapply over and over, I just prefer business credit where I may pull 50,000 or a hundred thousand in business credit. Once I pay that off, once I'm in the property and I refinance and I kind of put it on kind of like a fixed, uh, I make the debt service kind of like this fixed uh, interest rate and, and, and I'm stable and stabilized. At that point, I can use that line of credit again and again and again. And to me, that advantage beats hard money. So I just prefer that strategy. That's, that's pretty much what I use, use lines of credit to do my acquisitions. Okay, got it. So the first thing that comes to mind for me from a risk standpoint is I, you know, I think about, you know, um, COVID and we talked about how, hey, COVID actually didn't affect real estate the way that we thought it would. But let's, let's say worst case scenario that COVID did affect it the way that we thought it would. And you had, um, you know, $100,000 of business credit out there in the open that you hadn't paid off yet. Um, with private and hard money, you know, there's terms that can be renegotiated. My fear about credit is that it's it, the terms of the terms. So um, thoughts on that? Am I, am I misled on that? No, you're not misled. For me, it's, it's like a tool, right? right. It's, it's, you know, you have the hammer, screw, it's, it's really what's required. Now, hard money is, is great, um, particularly if, you know, what I've found hard money to be really, really good for is if you're a flipper, you have a, a, a crew that you know you can, kind of turn a project around in a set period of time, defined mm -hmm. set period of time. To me, you don't know what deal is gonna come down the pipe. You don't know six months from now, you're gonna have a 200 unit apartment complex that's gonna be available. So you don't know how much money you're gonna have access to. So the ways to do it is you wanna have as much, every single year, one of my goals is having as much business credit as possible. So right now I have a $3 million line of credit. It didn't start out a $3 million line of credit, but that's what it matured to. So it's something you have to constantly work on. Right. And as we get out of COVID, I still think that there's going to be an opportunity to uh, purchase some assets at a discounted price. I still hold out hope that that's happening. So I'm holding on to, to liquidity. I'm holding to cash in case, you know, a deal comes my way. I can, I, I can move quickly. You know, and that's to me that gives me advantage versus uh, another investor that, that maybe that may not be in that position to move as quickly as I can. That's awesome. Okay. Well, hey, switching gears really quick, let's talk about how you're helping people. You've mentioned a couple of times Money Avenue, um, brand new app. What, what can you tell us about this and how it's helping people? Well, yeah, Money App is really an app. It's called, it's really a super app, and it's really built on uh, bringing people through six levels of wealth building. The first level is uh, financial education. We just want people to get to a certain level. We call it thousand air level where uh, 
at the at that level, you're making at least a hundred thousand dollars, right? It's it's really an incentivize people to know that once you get to that level, you're officially middle class. Because below that, you know, it's hard to think about the future when you know you, you're living paycheck to paycheck, right? So level one, it's really just you know become a thousandaire. We're linked with a, a program that will give you training in three months, guarantee you $100,000 a year job, right? And it's a technology field, uh, but this is a, a company out of Silicon Valley that uh, is really, to me, is gonna revolutionize uh, education in our community and just create a pipeline. Number two, level two that we have is called living the rent-free lifestyle. We talked a little bit about that earlier. Um, basically, if you're a uh, let's say you're just starting out. We want your first home purchase to be a multifamily home purchase. Statistics have shown if you do that, if you buy the multifamily before you go out and buy the dream home, you're statistically more likely to become a millionaire or even a multimillionaire, right? Because the, the asset, the multifamily asset is going to pay for the dream home, right? And that's understanding the difference between the asset and liability. At level three, what we want to do is bring your personal credit score to 720, lock it, and then at that particular point, live exclusively through your LLC. That's one of the ways we think you're going to be able to accelerate your wealth, right? Mm. Because you're going to have multiple LLCs. Your whole lifestyle will be attached right off. Everything you do from travel to buying clothes to whatever it is, it becomes an expense of the business if it's set up the right way. And that's what we do at level uh, level three, it's separating your personal from your from your business and living exclusively through your business. At level four, the idea is having these businesses that have lines of credit, mature lines of credit. The idea is to go out and get a million dollars in debt at level four. And when we say go out and get a million dollars in debt, it's really debt, good debt, debt by buying real estate that pays you to own it, mortgages, things that have positive cash flow, right? So we want you to use that million dollar line of credit that you have to go out and purchase uh, really value-add properties, right? Properties at a discount. And then at level five, the debt that you created will turn into equity. And that's how we want to go up, go about creating more millionaires, creating people that have at least a million dollars. The, the number that we, we've projected is $1.4 million in net worth. Um, and that's, that's the trajectory that, that we try to spur people on. And then the final level, level six, it's really about passing that wealth on to your children, setting up uh, life insurance, uh, setting up a trust. Uh, I'll tell you really, really quick, one of the ways in which I created generational wealth was when my son was two. Uh, his name is Legacy, by the way, right? So when he was two, nice. we purchased a six unit apartment building in Newark, New Jersey, um, and I put it in his name, right? But what that apartment building is gonna do is two things for him. It's gonna pay for his college education, should he choose to go to college, but also, should he choose not to go to college, it's going to give him monthly income, you know, 18 or, you know, 16 years down the road when he's ready to, 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 to utilize it. So that's the whole idea, getting people to think about the sacrifices they have to make and eventually build generational wealth. That's really the goal and purpose of the app. Man, I, I love that. I love that. So people can just go to their, their app store. You can, go to the, you can go to the app store. Um, when is this running? Because the beta just came out, right? So we're testing it for the next 10 days. Um, not sure when this is going to air, but 
about 10 days from now. <laughs> All right. Well, you should, by the time you look at this, you should be able to go to the app store and we should, we should have a, uh, have everything ready to go. So you can go to the app store or, or Google play and just download the app, open a bank account. Our bank accounts are no fee bank accounts. You literally can open a bank account for free and you could apply for our business credit. We give every LLC at least $50,000 of business credit. And we have a number of other different features coming on online as well. So really, really excited about that. That's really cool. Okay, perfect. Well, hey, Donahue, thank you so much for jumping on here today and helping our audience to conquer the world investing. Any last words? No, just uh, looking forward to uh, number one, uh, things that's gonna happen in the real estate market. So I'm really, really looking forward to uh, maybe coming back on, Kyle, and talking about a space that we didn't get a chance to talk about, and that's DeFi, and it's how and how that affects real estate too. So maybe that could be another show, but it's a, it's an, another technology play that that we're we're really positioning ourselves to create more real estate millionaires through the DeFi space. DeFi, D-E-F-I. That's it. That's it. It stands for D. It stands for decentralized finance, and okay. what's really big about it is you know whenever you go to a bank there's always a gatekeeper there right there's always somebody there that says uh you're approved you're not approved right. in the DeFi space it's completely decentralized so you're taking the power from these big institutions and giving it back to the people through technology where you have someone that has money that they want to lend and basically you're connected to them without an institution right so i think that is going to be the future of the space, the banks are concerned. And I, I like our whole platform is about positioning uh, people to get to that level. Okay, and so Money Ave is helping with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, We're not there today, right? but with, with our platform, we have to invest in the blockchain. You know, there's, there's, there's lots that we're building out, but we're building out, currently building out the blockchain. It's just not ready today, but it will be sometime in the near future. That sounds really exciting. When when we're getting close to that, I definitely want to talk more about that for sure. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Donahue, thanks for being on the show today, man. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you.